12 to 1 on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. Time to feature another bar based in Singapore on the show. It's a cozy, unpretentious hideout that, you know, whips up great food and drinks with a warm and personal touch. The store is an unassuming neighborhood hangout. At first glance, you can discover the ever-changing inventory of imaginative drinks as they dig through the supplies to create something delightful. Every time a customer steps through their doors. Joining us on the show is Herman Asnadi, co-owner and bartender at the store. Welcome. How are you? Hi, Eden. How are you? Yeah, really good. First up, for people who haven't been to the store, right, how would you describe the general atmosphere here? Well, I would say the store, we are very pretentious. Our entrance is very unassuming. It doesn't say what we are from the upfront. But once you step through that till door, you discover a nice cozy decor our lounge it's set up like our living room actually and then you walk through the dining area where you have a nice dining area with a bar under the skylight so our concept of our interior is cozy yet with a touch of class yeah great description there you know before opening up the store you were based in dubai for the longest time so what made you want to come back to singapore and open up the store well, good question. I was living and working in Dubai for about 15 years. My last position in Dubai was working for international brand of alcohol as a global brand development and training manager based out in Dubai. So I've been traveling around the world, advocating about the brand, doing masterclasses, seminars, and educating the our suppliers and industry about the brand. So unfortunately, when COVID started to kick in, a lot of my trips were cancelled due to border closures mm. and Dubai had a lockdown. That pushed me into making a decision either if I want to work for another brand or come back to Singapore. But that being said, I've always had this idea to open up something on my own. But it was never to be in Singapore though. We, we were thinking of somewhere in the lines of Vietnam, Thailand or even Indonesia. But then again, during COVID, we can't go anywhere but to come back to Singapore. It kind of like spring rolled our way through here and just started this project. Yeah, opening up an F&B establishment anywhere at any time is always going to have its challenges. But to do it during the COVID-19 pandemic is nothing short of brave. What are some of the challenges that you know you had to overcome in the initial stages? Well, that's a lot, actually. First of all, with my experience in bar, I know how to set up design as a consultant before myself. The layout of a bar, what needs to be done. But coming back to Singapore, where we have to open a full running restaurant, meaning we have to have uh, a fully equipped kitchen serving food. That was very new for us. So it was a lot of learning curves where we learned through the lines and asking a lot of uh you know, advice from friends in Singapore doing that. And like you said, during the COVID, uh, mid, in, in the midst of COVID, we had a lot of struggle in terms of uh, the seating capacity and then the operation hours. So we had a lot of improvisation that, was, that has to be done. So it was quite a struggle, but it was also in a good way, uh, a good learning curve. Yeah, but also the situation in Singapore was a very getting into different heights and alerts, multiple phases, and you'd have to shut down or you'd have to reduce your group sizes from five to two, sometimes to zero as well. What did you do differently to make sure that you still stayed afloat as a business? Yeah, our main concern, our main worry when we started this was the lockdown because we've seen a few lockdowns and a lot of F&B outlets uh, going into takeaways and deliveries. So our whole setup, where we designed our table seatings was two-pack seatings 
and we have a, a larger uh, table for group sizes in case it eases up. And when we opened last September 23rd, it was still five packs. And then a day after that, they announced the heightened alert where it was cut down to two packs. So we were kind of ready, but again, like, you know, we were expecting to push a bit more for, for the volume. On the bright side of that, we took our time to do any, we, we didn't do any PR or marketing in, in the early stages as we don't actually know when uh, restrictions are going to be lifted off. So we used the whole, the last six months, you know, practicing our surveys, getting our R&D done, getting a lot of feedback from consumers, trying to get our service on point and our quality of food and drinks as well. Now that it's been mostly lifted, we have been getting a lot more people coming in and, you know, discovering us. Still going back to the initial stages, you did mention no marketing, no PR. How did the word of the store actually spread besides word of mouth? What else were you doing to make sure that more people would frequent your bar? Well, the thing is, with no signage at the front door, people doesn't know what we are. So we get a lot of people picking through the door. Most of them just see a bit and they would go away. So we had to kind of like welcome them in, show them the space. And most of them that actually stepped in and had a drink or had food, would come back with new friends because they feel that they've discovered a gem and then they, they, they couldn't keep it to themselves. And it's been mostly word of mouth, people that came to our store and had a good time. Our ambience is cozy. We've got a good playlist. They feel comfortable. And during the day with the open skylight, it opens up the whole area. It's bright. It looks like a cafe bistro where you can just chill, you know, do some work and have coffee or even uh, light cocktails with some snacks. And like I said, word of mouth is actually quite strong marketing because it's a definition of satisfaction that they will come back and bring more people back. Yeah, it is a gem, as you've described it there. We're in conversation with Herman Asnadi, co-owner and bartender at the store, a cozy, unpretentious hideout that whips out, you know, great food and drinks with a warm and personal touch. Let's move straight on to the cocktails. Give us a few must-try cocktails on the menu. Ooh, that's that's a few. My personal favorite is our coffee kombucha espresso martini. Okay. Espresso martini being a very modern classic cocktail, a lot of bars are doing their own versions of espresso martini. What we do differently is we add coffee kombucha, which is not quite common. When you think of kombucha, people think it's tea-based. So we, we do our own uh, kombucha and we use coffee as a base. Uh, it's not too acidic, not too fizzy. It's just nice. It blends well with our uh, heavy, full-body Italian coffee roast. And we use spice rum as our base for our coffee kombucha espresso martini. So it's light, it's savory, it's flavorful and you know, the presentation is just very elegant. And a lot of people are really going crazy about our coffee kombucha espresso martini. There's also the, the Pisco Sour, which you say is the best you can get in Singapore. Our Pisco Sour, that's not in the menu. That's our off-menu classics. We, we do also, like, you know, if somebody wants off-menu where we can execute, we, we will do it as well. So our Pisco Sour, uh, me myself being to Peru myself, uh, I love Pisco Sour when it's done properly. So we do a 3-1-1 version, like how they, they do in Peruvian, which means three parts of Pisco, one part fresh lime juice and one part sugar with an egg white. Yeah, we, we serve it in a traditional Pisco sour glass. It, it's yummy, it's punchy and simple. Yeah, the drinks are delicious and you can never stop at one. There's just a wide range of drinks to get through. When it comes to food as well, you guys do a couple of very interesting options. I was quite blown away, actually, particularly the fish. Tell us a little bit more about this. So all our seafood, we get it from Ahua Kelong, all genuine catch of the day. We get it fresh every day, daily, because we have a limited space in the kitchen. And we don't want to freeze our seafood because the, the flavor deteriorates uh, after a few days. 
So our chef, Chef Ahmad, would carefully place orders as per our reservations to make sure we have enough seafood to feed the customers. Uh, and our paper baked sea bass is new on the menu. It's one of the key favorites right now, uh, as well as our white wine mussels and our gambas where we use fresh ahuakelong tiger prawns and it's delicious and it's served with uh, garlic bread. Most of our customers that had the gambas or the mussels literally clean up the plate because the sauce is just so scrumptious. They would normally order a second round of bread just because they don't want to waste the, the sauce. A delicious set that you have uh, prepared as well. Looking ahead, you know, with everything easing and being more, well, there are no curfews and such. What's been the reaction to the store now that you guys are definitely more out there compared to, let's say, a few months ago? Well, we are getting busier our weekends. Last couple of weekends, we've been overbooked, three turnaround seatings. Big, larger groups are also contacting us for events. We have recently done an event for 40 packs. Groups of 10. Unfortunately, we don't have a table big enough for 10, but we can see them in the lounge area where it's comfortable, cozy, yet a little bit of privacy. So, and our weekdays are also picking up, especially with our 11 at 11 happy hour, mm. where we serve $11 cocktails and appetizers from 4 to 6. So we've been getting a lot of early crowd where, where people come for pre-dinner drink. And then after that, we have our dinner service. And after dinner, we do still continue till 12 a.m. where we serve our cocktails. And what drinks are available during this happy hour? What cocktails do you have? Our happy hour cocktails changes every month just to keep it fresh and, you know, wide option. For right now, we're doing cocktails like our lychee collins, our mango meal, our rum sour, just to have a different variations of different style and basis of cocktails. So it's not just particular style where, where you know people are limited to few options. We try to give it a bit more flexibility. And next month, we're going to do a whole new menu just to give that versatility of you know, flavor options and for, for the masses. So, yeah, next month, new new menu coming up for our happy hour. Yeah, when you have a cocktail for $11, when a normal cocktail starts at around $21, $22 here in Singapore, right. you can have quite a few of yes. them. <laughs> <laughs> We've been speaking to Herman Asnadi, co-owner and bartender at the store, which is a cozy, unpretentious hideout that whips up great food and drinks with a warm and personal touch. Thank you so much for your time, Herman, and can't wait to hear more great things about your bar. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you for having us. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.